That's another of them, don't you know, said the Major. As some people can sense the presence of a cat in the room, so the Major could sense a journalist, or at any rate claimed he could. Really, it's too bad. How long is it since Routh was murdered? Eight weeks, I suppose. Eight weeks at least. And yet here are reporters still rooting round the place like... like pigs in Perigord. What the devil do they expect to find after all this time? I don't believe that's a journalist, said Fenn. He ate the last of his veal and ham pie, conventionally insipid stuff with which, however, the Stanbury Arms served Bengal Club mango chutney in mitigation and drank some beer. Of course that's not a journalist, Major. You've got journalists on the brain. The subject of their discussion, who had come into the bar only a minute previously, was a harmless-looking man in early middle age with scanty hair and a round, clean-shaven, yellowish face. His eyebrows were thick and smudged, as if laid on with a palette knife, and he wore a dark townsman's suit. As he paid for his drink, he eyed Fenn and the Major speculatively, and after a moment, glass in hand, came across to speak to them. "'Excuse me,' he said. "'I'm a journalist.' Fenn gave a snort of exasperation. Uh, "'Padmore's my name,' the newcomer went on, with diminished confidence. Uh, "'J.G. Padmore, I wonder if I might join you.' He peered anxiously at them out of moist brown eyes. "'Sit down, my dear fellow, sit down, do,' said the Major cordially. Whatever his other faults, he never let his prejudices debase his manners. "'I'm the Major, and this is Professor Gervais Fenn from Oxford.' "'How do you do?' said Fenn. "'I'm sorry I made that noise. It was the Major I was irritated with, not you.' "'Yes, I do irritate people, I'm afraid,' said the Major, pleased at Fenn's tribute. "'I talk too much, for one thing. "'Yes, well, now, as I was saying, uh, Fenn is a professor and from Oxford. "'He's staying down here for part of his sabbatical to write a book. "'It's to be about the modern novel, uh, the post-war novel, that is, the post-war British novel.' "'He seemed to feel that Padmore's vacation necessitated filling him in on all this detail "'before anything further could be allowed to occur.' Burgess, Antony, Fenn instanced helpfully, Amos, Kingsley, Lessing, Doris, Howard, E.J., Drabble, Margaret, Brooke Rose, Christine. Histeron Proteron, said the Major. I don't know Histeron's work, said Padmore, but all the others, of course, are all very, are all very uh, well and fine, the Major suggested. But as you'll have gathered, I'm still only at the card-indexing stage and not mad keen to be forging forward from it either, Fenn's tone implied. He frowned. Major, he said, do tell that dog of yours to stop sniffing at my head. Padmore, who could see Fenn's head, but no dog anywhere near it, looked round him a shade wildly. He relaxed, however, partially, on catching sight of a small black whippet, skeletal, like an advertisement for some animal Oxfam, which was investigating a sack dumped in a corner by the bar counter. "'He's only sniffing,' said the Major. "'He won't try and worry it out, don't you know, not the way Sal would.' Sal was the Major's other pet, an inexhaustibly strident cocker bitch loved by no one but her owner. "'It's a pig's head for brawn,' Fenn explained to Padmore. "'A present.' "'From a Mrs. Clotworthy,' said the Major, the informative urge still fermenting in him. "'A butcher's widow just turned seventy-five. She lives here, in Burraford, in a cottage.' "'Oh, good.' said Padmore vaguely. "'How do you do?' he said. "'Then, well, if you're sure I'm not interrupting anything.' 
By this time, regardless of whether they were sure or not, he had sat down on a narrow old black-painted bench fixed to the wall beside their table. There were several such benches in the barroom, memorials to a centuries extinct clientele of pin buttocks, but otherwise the furniture was all modern, from the oak counter with its mirror-backed shelves to the green glass-topped tables and the matching vinyl-covered chairs grouped round them. Isabel Jones, the landlord's wife, hummed quietly to herself as she polished glasses. By the fireplace, an ancient man with no collar on sat motionless as a reptile, the breath moaning in his nose like wind up a chimney.